Welcome to the How to Teach Music podcast, presented by two musical non-experts in their 20s on a quest to discover how it all works. I'm Vicky. And I'm Hui. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Is it recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> okay. Hello, hello. Welcome to the How to Teach Music podcast. Bing, bing. Um, just before, <laughs> but just before we press record, I told Queen that I'd start today's episode off by talking about a weird dream I had. Ooh, um, what's a dream? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Super random and maybe slightly creepy, but like around two nights ago, I had a dream. And... Mm. Do you know, do you know this girl that plays the recorder called Lucy Horsh? Lucy Horsh? Is, is it on She's, Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, kind of. Like, you know Facebook Classic FM? Mm. You know how they post, like, really, like, viral stuff or, like, people doing really cool things? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She went viral there about, like, a month ago. Yeah. She's, like, super gun recorder player. Like, oh. super virtuosic and really, like, really really technically proficient and anyway (laughs) like two nights ago I was sleeping and I had a dream and I she was in it (laughs) and I was like oh my god it's Lucy Hosh she knows everything there is in that recorder and I think like she had her recorder with her and um I had my melodica with me I think it was in the middle of the dream it didn't start like that but you know how dreams like switch scenes really quickly Mm -hmm. yeah it Anyway, it was that scene. I had my melodica with me. She had her recorder. I was like, oh my God, it's Lucy Horsh. Like, and I went up to her nervously <laughs> and said, oh my God, Lucy, can you tell me like, what's the deal with vibrato? Like, is it because the, it, is it, do you make vibrato by like altering the speed of the air between your lips? Mm. Like just like that. And she's like, oh, actually um, I'm a little bit busy right now, but I'm right. I don't mind telling you all about it tomorrow. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. She's going to tell me about it tomorrow. And of course I woke up. Because <laughs> tomorrow is waking up. Oh, you woke up yeah. after that? Yeah, I was so, I was devastated. I went like, home, in my dream, I went home thinking like, oh, she's going to tell me about it tomorrow. But then I woke up. To of be continued. To be continued. Yeah. So like, um, yeah. Yeah, will Vicky ever actually learn how to do vibrato on a woodwind instrument? We may never know. But you, you'll find you, you'll find out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the end of my dream. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Someone crashed into your dream, and then yeah, yeah, gave you some inspiration to move on. Oh my god, meeting famous people in my dream, and then like them promising to say that they'll tell me everything they know, and then me waking up like story of my life (laughs) (laughs) it's like yikes tell me everything but oh yeah yeah Yeah, exactly an unended story yeah speaking of telling me everything would you like to take the reins now take the reins yes so before we actually get into it maybe you can give you can refresh the listeners about you know um what you're actually doing now because this is kind of a, a podcast that talks about you know um vicky herself that she is in japan this is all about me yes 
just a little bit of a context for the listeners. So where are you now, Vicky? Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm currently living and working in Tokyo mm. as an English teacher at a high school mm. um, as part of the JET program, which is a government initiative um, from the Japanese government initiative where they hire foreign mm. people to assist with English education here. Awesome. Yeah. How did you get to know the JET program? Like, like how, why have you decided to, I, yeah. Um, well, like, I found out about it when I was still studying at Annam. So I did four years of music. Um, mm. I did my bachelor's at Sydney, but then I moved to Melbourne and studied at Annam, mm. um, the Australian National Academy of Music. Um, I found out about it towards the end of my second year. Uh, and as I remember it, I was having a quarter life crisis. I was, it was not a great time. I was, I think it was because I had already been studying music for six years nonstop. And mm. it's nothing against school or anything. I was having a great time there, but I was just feeling a bit burnt out. Mm. Um, yeah, I had the same feeling too. Yeah. Totally can relate. Yeah. 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 yeah I was feeling burnt out. Um, yeah. And, I think one afternoon I just spaced out at home mm. and I was on my iPad on YouTube. And do you know this channel called Abroad in Japan? Abroad in Japan? No, I haven't heard it heard of it before. No, he's, he's he's this British guy that does um vlogs and stuff about mm. Japan. Mm. I was subscribed at the time and one of his videos mm. moved to Japan or something. Mm. And when I was Program. Oh, Vicky. Oh, sorry. Is it okay if you, uh, it's because it's breaking off a little, like the audio. Yeah. Do you want to put, yeah, headphones. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> like, Maybe. because, yeah. Do you want to put headphones on so it's a little bit clearer? Actually, my headphones, my, ed, my headphone microphone is really bad. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe go closer to the. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I can talk louder. Yes, because <laughs> it was breaking off. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Let me let me just adjust my um my mic preferences. I'll make it a bit more sense. Is this more clear? Yeah, Hello? it's better. Yeah, better. Is it better? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mic test. <laughs> it's one way to do it. <laughs> Oh, where was I? Okay, I saw one of his videos on how to get how how he got to Japan, and it was through the Jet program. Mm. That's how I and I looked it up, realized that I was eligible as someone with a university degree and mm. who was a native mm. English. And just at that point, it just felt like a really exciting and different thing to do. Mm. Um, yeah, and also like I like the idea that the Jet program was centered around teaching and education because like up until then. I've been getting a lot of advice from my cello teacher and my colleagues and they're like, oh, I can really see you being a really good teacher. But, awesome. Yeah, which was really great, but mm. I seem to be the only one I didn't, I couldn't see how mm, I could mm. be a good teacher because I felt like I knew nothing. Like, how can I? Because it's new, isn't it, for you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's new. yeah, so I decided to just apply and 
not think about it and just learn through doing. So basically for the listeners who are out there today, um, what we're talking about is, you know, Vicky, you know, sharing her experiences through the, um, through her um, teaching and living in Japan. So Mm -hmm. we're going to based around this topic today. Um, Yeah. Vicky is shining. (laughs) 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 Just to get to know you more, you know, and then, um, cause you, you did mention that you're new at teaching and, you know, um, I, it must be daunting to get, go there, um, and then not knowing where to start from, you know, <laughs> how did you, how did you pull it off all together? Like, <laughs> like I who helped you? <laughs> yeah. I can last three months. I really cried a lot. Like, cause like a multitude of things, the culture shock. Also, mm. the first three days of moving in my apartment, I didn't know how the trash system worked. And that stressed me out a lot. I, I literally had a meltdown. I cried. Um, I, I've cried, at, I think in the first few months, I cried at work about two to three times. Because mm. I kept feeling like a fraud. Like I wasn't, um, like I was a fake, you know, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, the adjustment wasn't easy, but like, mm. I moved on, I became, I got used to it. Mm, and you adapt like, to it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, mm. it's just nice that the longer you stick at something, that it'll mm. just get not mm. easy necessarily, but more familiar and you feel less stressed about having Yeah, that's right. That's right. Were, were there like people to help you as well like during your like first few months you know like it must be tough because like you're alone and then you're living alone <laughs> <laughs> so alone um yeah the good thing about the jet program is that um you get to meet a lot of people who teach in the same city mm. as you and mm. luckily um there's a jet that's living mm. at my and we became really close friends. Mm. Um, and so it's nice having someone that lives so close by that we can confide to. Mm, um, that's good. That work yeah. Or like anything we're dealing with emotionally. Mm, um, yeah. Like it's really important to have like support system, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And also I feel really lucky for the school I was placed at because like everyone is quite professional and really, um, um, really considerate and willing to help. Mm. So it's like a transparent feeling at work which is um really nice that's good yeah. yeah yeah and then you guys can discuss about you know the teaching together because you might have dif- similar experiences or background oh coming. yeah exactly yeah. i realized that because um as a jet teacher i'm not allowed to conduct classes on my own most of the time i need a japanese teacher with me to help mm. me because a lot of the time what I say will go straight over the heads of the students because they're not used to hearing English at the speed that it's normally spoken. Mm. Especially in another accent because they listen yeah. to the accent mm. a lot. Yeah. But like through team teaching, as we call it, like the more we did it, the more I was like, oh my God, this is exactly like chamber music. <laughs> <laughs> through through yeah. language. Yeah, 
so like while I'm explaining something, like if the teacher sees that I've prepared handouts, they'll start handing out the handouts as I'm finishing explaining something. Or if the Japanese teacher is like directing the lesson, I'll like try and anticipate what he needs done. So yeah. like help the um, lesson run as smoothly as possible. And that was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's exactly like chamber music. Listen. <laughs> it's like, it's like um, choir hello hello <laughs> it's like different timing the rhythm i haven't had a choir a choral experience but sounds like sounds like it yeah yeah oh have you watched um what is it called the uh you know whoopi oh what is it called the the choir yeah whoopi goldberg what's the name of pardon which one direct the movie which one again sister act yes 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 <laughs> i can feel that like because it's ensemble you know and then everyone's in the group <laughs> i will follow you like you know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly wow, right that's great like yeah yeah how how has that experience like um taught you um about more about you know developing your own like resources you know your teaching resources you know um and then because it must it must be hard when like you have to um teach in a different um, language it's a second language for them is that oh, right yeah. yeah and then mm -hmm. yeah how would you adjust you know your communication skills you know with them uh, um i think my hand movements have increased tenfold since coming here <laughs> naruto like they're already pretty out of control before i came to japan but when i come here it's like oh are you going to the airport today <laughs> um i think basically what i realized that regardless of what language mm. one thing we have in common is images like yeah i put lots and lots of pictures in um so that you know, there's no, there's no need to really like try and label whatever it is, but like, you'll know the meaning of it immediately. Mm. And because the kids are always so tired anyway, mm. they have so many classes every day. Like mm. I recommend that the easiest way is for them to digest information is to like see pictures of them. Mm. And, like, attach meaning to those pictures. Mm. Um, That's so, very useful. Like, so, like into, yeah. Less and showing more helps mm. a lot. Yeah. yeah, and images yeah. are quite universal, like, because mm -hmm. if you get the gist of it, everyone could understand. It's same, yeah. yeah. It's sort of like your, um, like your driving. You kind of know when to stop and yeah. when to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also, when when you teach music, I guess when you like, if you want to teach a burrow hold, if you tell a kid to make a jellyfish shape. Yeah, like, that's oh. right. <laughs> Or like, you know, a doorknob, sometimes I would use like, yeah. you know, like very natural movements and gestures. 
that could relate. Yeah. yeah. Attach meaning to things they already know. Mm. Mm. And friction between like old and new information. I don't know. Um, yeah. So more to explore. Yeah. Yeah. So pictures and also um, like using those pictures to make it so that there's no way they don't get what I'm expecting them to do. Mm. So for mm. example, sometimes telling them to split into groups of four takes mm. too long. Mm. So I have a slide that shows how I want their table to be arranged. I just pop it up and they know what to do. Mm. So like, um, not just in classrooms, but I noticed in Japanese culture in general, like all of the instructions they have for like earthquakes, earthquakes, mm. typhoons, like they all have accompanying pictures. So like, even if you can't read a single word of Japanese like me, there's no question as to what you need to do. Mm. Japan is a very, very visual um, society mm. and like, they like organizing things in steps. And I think that's influenced me a lot wow. because it's so effective for them. And mm. for the days when I feel really lazy or don't know where to begin with something, like having mm. a system really mm. I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> Because I'm like listening to you, I'm like, wow, I really want to go to Japan because I haven't been there before. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, and it, it sounds really friendly, like socially friendly, you know, like it, sometimes people like, a lot, I have lots of Japanese friends and when they speak to you, they can be very polite. I never knew like, you know, in society, like, um, like society, you know, around you and the environment, it's. You know, it's prepared very well for the citizens to kind of, you know. Um, yeah. So you know how people say that, oh, Japan is so efficient. Japan is a superpower country. Oh, the Japanese people are so disciplined. Wah, 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 wah. It's, in my opinion, it's not that the Japanese are genetically superior to everyone mm, else. Mm. It may just seem that way because they've already, it's because of the way they've developed their systems. To make it possible for everyone to do what they need to do, and yeah. that's how maximize efficiency. Mm. Like I read in a book somewhere that um, a Japanese car company to increase efficiency of sales and production, mm. they arrange the like um, they arrange the the assembly line to make mm. it as ergonomic as possible, so the workers don't have to turn or move as much. Mm. Just do it one spot. Mm. like just all of those. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, it's very similar to one of the experiences I've, um, I've received from my teacher, like a Suzuki teacher, who talked about, you know, a, so she, what she was doing was she was sharing um, some tips for parents on how to practice and what the Japanese philosophy is actually grounded by. And then she shared that, did you know that in, um, like, Japanese has a big culture of baseball now and you would think oh in winter they can't play baseball because they can't see the ball because it's white now in Japanese like the color of the ball yes that's right and Japanese have this way of thinking where you know nothing is limited it's always something to kind of um, make it better and make it like more how do you say uh, more efficient for other people to kind of continue what's um, 
Yeah, that's right. And that creativity to change the ball into green color, neon color, allows them oh. to play during the winter. And then she just said, all, all she said was, the Suzuki teacher was like, all you need to do is do it. Like, try to do something. Do <laughs> it. Like, yeah, because she was giving um, um, parental tips to practice, like how to get your kids to practice music. Mm. Yeah. But coming yeah, back yeah. to the question, though, that was really insightful, inspiring. <laughs> Got Japan. Right yeah. Japan. <laughs> yeah. I think the mindset is very important. Like, keep learning. And that's why our podcast really jives into this. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming back to the, um, to the topic, like, how has these experiences taught you about yourself? So we just... Uh, just now we talked about how you adapted to teaching now what about you personally as a person like how has the experiences taught you mm. i think for me the biggest lesson has been that um i can learn anything if i want to like that's great <laughs> yeah it's so obvious and like but like, um, I realized that I like from going on from the the notion of systems mm. in Japan, like it it just feels like if you have a good enough system for something, there's no, it's very unlikely that you'll fail at giving it a go. Mm. So, like, um, oh, like for example, like environment design, mm. I started reading atomic habits during my time here and it made so much sense mm. because um the author james clear he talks about how like designing your environment to suit the function that you want it to serve mm. and i was just like that that's like every single japanese classroom so like they have a day of the week where everyone cleans all the roles are assigned already so no one is wasting time wondering what they need to do mm. and also japanese teachers at school if that if they notice that a few teachers have a bunch of chores to do, it's natural. It's the natural instinct for everyone else to go help them mm. and as quickly as possible. Yeah. I think it really helped me with my practice because I realized that I really struggle with motivation most mm. days. Mm. It's a constant battle. But yeah. um, simple things like arranging my space in a way that makes doing the hard thing easier mm. for me. Mm. like um, having my table on the right side because I'm right-handed so I can make notes immediately. Wow. Putting my cello case right here so I can see it every mm. time I sit down for breakfast and be like, I need a practice. <laughs> High five. <laughs> so, like, it's I'm just fine. <laughs> I'll give into it. Mm. Oh, and also, um, yeah, because like when I did, when I first came to Japan, I was still like, oh, I don't want to do so much music. I'm here to like do other stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm really a bit rebellious and like whingy. Mm. So I, I started, um, as a result of that, I started taking trumpet lessons because I, I brought my trumpet with me. Mm. And um, 
Yeah, actually, my first lessons with um, my teacher, Kana, mm. he's like a few years older than me, so it felt really comfortable, like, vibe. Mm. She couldn't understand English. I couldn't understand Japanese at all. And we're just like stuck in this tiny little karaoke room together for the next hour. It's so cute. Yeah, it was really <laughs> But like, it was really amazing how much progress we made just by using analogies. Mm. Like she but she'd use her body to demonstrate like the way the breath is supposed to come out of the body. Mm. Like, and like it's amazing how much you can get done with just analogies alone. Mm. Yeah. Of course, of course, I think it helps that I was an adult learner, and mm. I also had a background in music, so mm. I could latch on to what she was saying mm. a lot. But like, yeah. So that made it. That made cello learning for me a lot less mysterious. I'm just like, oh, it's just the same. Mm. Yeah universal rules all kind of apply yeah that's right and it's the process isn't it the process of like movement kind of like it's sort of like tai chi in a sense <laughs> you know <laughs> when you're moving about it gives you a different mood of different feeling mm, yeah. yeah oh and also i guess standing having like i realized after starting to teach a lot that I'm a lot more introverted than I thought I was. <laughs> How like, so? Um, um, because when I'm in the classroom and I'm delivering a class, I have mm. to be game. I have to be like Genki. energized. Yeah, energized. <laughs> because everyone else is going to be like, oh my God, kill me now. Like all of the students, they just don't want to be there. Mm. And I understand because what I'm teaching is not part of the main curriculum anyway. It's just more practice for them. So I think very slowly learning to not worry so much how people see me and to just focus on doing work that I'm satisfied with. Mm. So, like I still suffer from comparison and envy and anxiety. I think it'll be a perpetual battle. Yeah. Like it's like having that experience yeah. in a different field, English teaching. Mm. Like I was able to like learn from that and think, oh, maybe I don't have to worry so much and just mm. on doing the kind of practice I'm satisfied with, mm. and, um, you know, pursuing the projects I want yeah. to pursue. I'm yeah. still learning. Yeah, that's right. I think it's okay. Like, cause it's a human tendency of us to like feel, you know, that kind of feelings that we have, like, you know, anger frustration envy jealousy like laziness you know things like that but i think like a lot of the situations like make us realize i mean recognize that we can actually turn them into more productivity you know make them you know uh, a little bit different than what we usually have yeah i think that's one thing cool about teaching because sometimes i feel like when you're teaching, you're put into this, um, into this fire. Because sometimes you're put into, you're, you're thrown into the hole, like you're thrown into a well, and you're like, okay, I need to try to survive. I need to climb up the well and then find, find ways to, to help this student. Because you're like, you have to improvise sometimes. And then it kind of scares you and it really pushes your, your limits and yeah. think think out of the box 
Yeah. So I think it's great that your experiences have like um, rejuvenated your. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and also taking like the extra time off from full time thinking about music Mm. has kind of made my relationship with music a lot healthier. Meaning, Mm. I don't time myself. I don't time myself worth to how well I can play my instrument nearly as much as I used to before. Mm. I still do because it's it's a long it's a long process trying to untangle all of the negative crap mm. I accumulated mm. over the years. Mm. But yeah, really yeah. helped with like perspective. Mm. How how what what type of perspectives have you um able to contribute that into your musical journey like the perspectives that you've accumulated from your um, experiences in Japan Mm. Mm. how has that um, allowed you to you know maybe see a wider option for musical your music development well um, the thing about school is that it's one system mm. for a lot of personalities. And I noticed that a lot with my students, mm. like some, like I teach right now, I teach five junior high two classes and each class responds differently to the same material I'm giving them. Every mm. Mm. Um, like knowing something is fine. Knowing that everyone different, everyone's different. It's like, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Of course everyone's different, but then like to actually experience it and be like, Oh, everyone is actually really different. Mm. Yeah. Like some students do really well with the regimented, like um, really mili- almost military. Like kind. a habit, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Like just traditional Japanese schooling. Mm. Some do really well, but I'd say the majority don't. Surprisingly. Mm. Mm. Or unsurprisingly. But like there's this one girl um, in high school. Mm. Her name's Mud. She's a terrible student. Like my colleague told me, like she's really funny, she's really bright, she's very bubbly, but she's mm. terrible. To, like she's got terrible marks and grades. Mm. But like last year when I went to this school festival, she I noticed that she was in the dance club, mm. and she was and she just came alive. She just looked so mm. like she just came alive. She was like sparkling and mm. she was amazing and she was so good at dancing. Mm. And then well it's not fair to pin all of her like work on like, just yeah. a bunch of marks. like so a stereotype she, sort of yeah she thrives in a different pool and I think seeing it through my students I realized the same could apply not just to me but like mm. um, everyone else like mm. different. yes and that's right like outside of school because at school you have less choice but outside of school like we're allowed to take more responsibility for how we want to learn like that i think that's the biggest lesson i've taken from this mm. and like and it, nowadays i find it like nowadays it's an achievement for me if i like manage to get one hour of practice like non-stop and like, i agree and I think, studying music I'm like how on earth did I get through three to four hours every day but then when I think back I didn't mm. I always book for three to four hours <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd enter optimistic and be like I'm gonna get stuff done today and I'd leave wanting to kill myself it was 
so bad. Like, not actually, of course. Mm. But like, I left the room feeling worse. Yes, <laughs> that's right. It's probably on me because maybe I didn't have the right tools and mentality at that time to help myself. It just made me a lot more forgiving of past music. Mm. Everyone's doing three to four hours. The freaks are doing eight hours. Why am I not like them? <laughs> not freaks, geniuses. Mm. Um, Enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, it's just everyone, every, every, everyone has something that works for them. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. Life. Mm. And you, you realize that. People freaks, if you really love it, eight hours is fine. It just I'm very sorry. <laughs> but I think like as you, I'm, I'm, th- that's a good point though. Like as you grow older, you get to realize what fits you and what suits you better. Like you find something that is meaningful to you, and you hold on to it, and you make it work. Like. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's something that really brings out our strengths and, you know, um, find, we're able to kind of navigate what we want to do in our life. Because I find that when you're in uni, I totally can relate. Like, you book the room for three or four hours and you come out like you, you came out from a gym. Like, you came out from working out so many dumbbells and so many, like, uh, squats, so many push-ups. And then at the end of the day, you're, like, just slump. And then you're like, what did I just did? Like three to four hours, it felt like empty. I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And then when I look back at it, I was like, because I was um, watching Two Set Violin yesterday, and then they did talk about um, stress practicing, which is mm-hmm. not a very not a very productive thing. Because when I look back at what happened in my uni days that three or four hours was probably stress rather than yeah. enjoyment yeah and i felt like your experience relates really well like you go to japan and you're actually able to let go which you're very very brave you know and you're like you're you're exploring many options for yourself to kind of find who you are in that your musical musical realm I would say, yeah, which is really good, yeah. So mm. the big question is, before we actually finish, oh no, what would you like to do after you return from <laughs> Japan? Everyone would be excited to hear. <laughs> oh, well, like, um, I want to keep up a more regular cello practice. Mm. Like right, like like I said earlier, right now I've been doing about an hour when I can most mm. days but sometimes I do have to be at school for the whole day um I noticed that I work better in short spurts of a lot of productivity versus mm. a long like a long burn over a few hours so maybe like I'll try practicing throughout the day versus mm. all at once I'm looking forward to trying that out more mm. um I also want to teach cello I'm, I don't feel ready at all but I feel like I feel like this experience teaching English, I'm just like, if I can teach English to students who don't want to learn English and have them learn something, mm. surely I can do some cello teaching. Mm. Um, That's good. Love, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have 
um, yeah, I'd love to grow a teaching practice. Mm. Um, I'm also really looking forward to joining some community orchestras just to like slowly ease myself back into the uh, like the music. Mm. Um, well. mm. uh, oh, and I also want to continue growing my illustration practice. Mm. Like, which I kind of started when I was having the quarter life crisis. I'm just like, I'm going to draw my feelings because I feel so lost and sad and burnt out. Mm. And, but it's really beautiful because it captures the, the essence of your, <laughs> yeah, of your own life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I noticed that I, like, when, it's one of my learning styles actually to try and like summarize a, a chunk of information into a diagram mm. that helps my Mm. Yeah, but music and music and learning really fascinates me mm. and I, anything like anything that involves either of those when I come back I'd love to get my hands stuck into that's yeah. great yeah now what advice to end the session today what advice in one perhaps one sentence or two to make it you know simple and clear or short what advice would you give your, what advice would you give, you know, your future self or your, you know, um, people who are listening to the podcast today about, okay. you know, exploring their options, you know, yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> um, basically, Follow your gut when you need to. If you, mm. need, if you really need to try something different, just go try and start something different. Otherwise, you'll waste energy thinking about it mm. later on. Just do it immediately. Um, and secondly, everyone is different. Mm. Know what works for you. Mm. Like really, like do your best to learn about yourself. Take personality tests, anything. Um, <laughs> High five. I'm a huge fan of personality tests. But like, Find what works for you and just mm. keep trying to do that. Mm. Keep trying to do that um, and everything will be a-okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for sharing. It's very, it summarizes the podcast really well. <laughs> yes. Oh. That's really good. Yeah. So thank you all for listening today and hope you all had enjoyed the session. Yeah. Yeah listening guys really oh, appreciate it yeah have a great week yeah have a lovely week bye bye, bye.